All right. Hello. Hello. Welcome again to Rap Party. Uh, before we begin this episode, I have a, a, a quick announcement about last episode. Uh, I mentioned that we had been sponsored by Pepsi. Uh, oh, yeah. Turns out, that, turns out the check that they sent me has bounced. Uh, you fucking what, son? Do you yeah. think that has something to do with like contradictory information? I want to make it absolutely clear that no hard feelings are in <laughs> at all. Uh, we've, got, we've got absolutely nothing against them. Wow, it's a 50 50 uh, split today. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. love uh, oh, we, we, have, shit. we haven't cured any. Is that uh, Pepsi out of a Coke glass, Sam? No, this is water. Oh, it's fucking. <laughs> oh. Is that also I, a McDonald's? Is that a McDonald's glass from when they used to do them? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I used to have one of them. I used to love collecting all the colours of those. That was a good day. <laughs> simpler times. Simpler times. Anyway, uh, this is going to be part two of a theoretically infinite number of parts. Yeah. Sure, we could just keep it's going. The great yeah. cinematic moments. Mm. Uh, so last episode, last week actually, we went over two genres, if you will, and we had comedy yeah. and emotion. Uh, today we're going to go through horror and action uh, to uh, potentially chunkier uh, yeah. genres. A bit more open. Yeah, a bit more open, uh, but also more focused in a very strange way. Yeah, weird, isn't it? It's weird. Yeah. It's Twilight Zone, it's all, it's all very strange, it's all very mystical. Yeah, you fucking love it, don't you? <laughs> you fucking slag. Just <laughs> channel my inner Danny Dyer ready for the action section. I love it, you do. All right. Uh, so, yeah, let's... Um, does anybody have a preference over which one we start with? Not at all, because I've forgotten... I've lost the word document and forgotten everything I thought about for these two things, so I'm going in blind. Yeah, I'm spitting bars anyway, so go for it. Let's I have, do this. I have a book here with all my... Oh, lovely. <laughs> You're uh, starting then. Yeah, we'll start with horror. Uh, okay. My horror section is small because I don't really. Yeah, want same. Right. <laughs> we should have really got Matt in into this episode. Yeah, we should have. Well, but you know what? That's what. The, that is what the comment section is for, guys. Yeah. All right. Right. But uh, I am a, a horror connoisseur, so I have some things to say. I'm sure once I know what the you'll probably but... leave. Conversation Although Matt, with... Matt would still call you like a mainstream horror fan, though. Oh, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, one hundred percent. His his knowledge goes is, far beyond yeah. any of mine. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 To the point where would it really appeal to our audience? Yeah. Well, big question. Big question. <laughs> I wouldn't have. A, I wouldn't know a word he said. It'd be nonsense to me. <laughs> what is this? A dead is. <laughs> Is it though? Is it better? I think in many ways it's not. <laughs> We're going to pro and con it. I'd say better, better than what as well. Like it's what's so the other state? It's all relative. Brilliant. He anyway. does say in the film sometimes dead is better. That's where the quotes with no are. no caveats of when those yeah. sometimes are. Yeah. Mm. But we digress. Big question. Let's, go. Let's talk about horror. Uh, so as before, uh, what we did in the last few episodes, we had best horror moments in non-horror films. Best horror moments in bad horror bad film horror and film. best horror film horror moment overall. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what order we did them. So we'll do Batman. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, best horror moments in a non-horror film. We'll start with that one. All right. Okay. So, so, these, so we're looking at films that aren't traditionally horror films, but I've got something fucking terrifying in them. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a shout out to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm, that's a really good shout. That uh, that terrified people. Yeah. when it first um, came out. 
when 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 she enters the forest like fuck. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. that's uh and yeah, that's, I think that's most, most early, Disney films. That's early film as well. Yeah, a lot of early Disney films. Have... Out in yeah. 1937. That's pretty scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, think... that's the one. That's the one that jumped to my mind immediately. Yeah, most Disney films have a sort of scary bit. Yeah, of varying degrees. Yeah. Some yeah. of them aren't so much, and yeah. some of them are like terrifying. I remember I went to see Salazar's Revenge in cinema with my girlfriend, and um, <laughs> the opening scene where um, Javier Bardem's pirate, whatever the fuck his name is, um, storm <laughs> when he storms a ship at the beginning, um, and he just walks down this staircase. Um, my girlfriend led to me and went, "I'm so fucking scared." <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, okay, that's interesting. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Disney do have those those inflictions yeah. of horror. Um, famously as well, we're talking about all the films, the um, the film, uh, one of the first films ever made, in fact, called Train Pulling Into the Station, was famously yeah. scary. Yeah. Because, uh, because people train. in the audience fucking thought there was a train coming out of <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah. Fucking idiots. What are they thinking? Remember, it's 2D, mate. What are you fucking on? <laughs> Balls. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Can you imagine they're just uh, this one person wearing kooky 3D glasses was like more psyched out than the rest of them? Just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it is a good question though. Hor- horrific moments in non-horror films. It's it's a mm-hmm. really really tough one. I think. Um, yeah. A lot of the time, oh, yeah. uh, it it ste- like the thing that was sticking in my mind with a, with a horror movie is usually like the music cues, especially if they're used very well. So yeah. I guess my best example, uh, although it stems from a previous horror installment, is the film Glass by M. Night Shyamalan. Say what you will about the film, but there's a very, uh, there's a very early moment, like maybe the first scene, where these uh, bad guys like just randomly like happy slap this motherfucker in the street. I just brought back <laughs> what a fucking slapping. reference! Yeah. <laughs> Bringing back um, happy slapping. Yeah. Uh, they're film- they're- one of them is filming this random guy in the street and this other guy comes in and punches him in the back of the head. It's completely uh, unprovoked attack. And um, this music cue happens when the when the punch connects that made me go like, oh, that's horrible. That was really horrible. And it and I kept like thinking about it for a long time after. Like that that really like took me by surprise and actually freaked me out a little bit. It's not a moment that is specifically a horror moment. But it did scare me a little bit. So mm. That's the only thing I can think of off the top of my head. Um, we could probably do an entire subgenre of jump scares. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. For this oh, I, I just, I, I, admittedly, I looked up a list, but I remembered one that I had from my list before. So go on, let's good. go on then. It's this, um, uh, this from a non-horror film, yeah. Yeah, the the tunnel scene from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh Christ. I mean, Absolutely terrifying. You could argue that film is a horror film. In some ways, but that bit is, <laughs> yeah. like, insane. Bit... <laughs> yeah. There's, like, images of chickens being killed. That's right. Yeah, it's crazy. Fucking tricky. Have you, guys, fuck. um, have you guys seen or watched Corridor Crew, the YouTube channel? No. They do, they do VFX mm. artists react. Yeah. Yeah. They, okay. they, they recently just did a video where they turned Willy Wonka using their CGI skills into a horror movie. And it is like, it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. It's worth watching. That's good. I'm going back to what, what would be a jump scare in a film that jump got scare. you the most? Uh, oh, my first, um, uh, my first thought comes to mind is from a very recent film, uh, The Invisible Man by Lee Whannell. There's a very early scene when she is trying to escape Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'd argue that doesn't count because that is a horror film. 
We're doing non-horror games. Yeah, yeah. Keep it yeah. later. Yeah. Okay, later. We'll do it later. Yeah. I mean, I'll be I'll be talking about Invisible Man later as well because that's right. mental. That film, <laughs> oh, loved it. We'll we'll <laughs> I can't I can't think of a jump scare necessarily. One of my non- my favorite jump scare is in The Dark Knight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. When the mayor looks out over his city and suddenly yeah, yeah. Batman smashes into Brian. the Brian, is it Brian? Yeah, it's Brian. Uh, Brian, yeah, yeah. Are you the real Batman, Brian? Yeah, yeah there's a, there's actually great Why when you dress like him. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that film for the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth time in cinema, every time I saw it, I would sit and just watch the audience for that moment. <laughs> just wait because obviously I know what's coming after the first time, which did make me jump like a bitch. Yeah. But every other time I was like waiting, and the whole audience would always fucking erupt. It was fantastic every time. <laughs> Because that's that's arguably one of the best jump scares ever. Because you don't expect it, yeah. and I think you often you go you'll go to a film and you'll be like, oh yeah, there'll probably be a jump scare in this somewhere. But Nolan, Batman, just and the whole, and the entire scene is so relaxed as well. Yeah. They're talking about yeah. deep philosophical stuff, yeah. and suddenly this bat smashes into the window. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely yeah. mental. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Great example. It doesn't feel cheap either. No, absolutely it's, not. Um, common for a jump scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it, it feels very integral to the point of the story. It almost feels like it was a provoked personal attack on the on the person that it's aimed at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not like it was a random occurrence that it hits his window. It feels like it was provoked, personal. And for that reason, yeah, it's completely justified and doesn't feel cheap in the slightest. Yeah. As, as you say, most jump scares do. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else to add to non-horror films? Um, train spotting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Baby the, on the, the ceiling. Fucking ter- all terrifying. Yeah. And also, like, real. Not real, but it's in a situation that has happened. People, you know, people have come off drugs and had horrific hallucinations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it makes it all more worrying that yeah. people have been it, through similar experiences. Yeah. And it's also so scary because it's integral to the, the plot of the story. Yeah. Cause obviously it's about earlier on in the film. They, they accidentally neglect the baby to the point yep. the baby dies. So it's almost like it's being haunted, haunted. by the specter yeah. of this, this old fucking dead baby. Uh, despite yep. the fact it's clearly a, animatronic uh dolly. That adds to it it yeah. does it's proper it's very, uncanny valley yeah dolly. it's very fucking yeah. chucky it's, it's good yeah, yeah absolutely that's a really good shout as well yeah. you guys you guys are bringing forward very good uh good <laughs> i've not googled it i've not they're googled all, it they're all <laughs> bringing to mind how you're saying them. absolutely i still can't think of my own though. sam have you got your list from that? Yeah, I've got uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the end fight scene. Just I thought it's hilarious. Well, it's hilarious. Well, <laughs> I was going to put it on the comedy section because I was really cracking up at it. Because <laughs> it's hilarious. But it's so horrific. But then you realised you needed some horror moments and thought, oh, <laughs> yeah, I thought, too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's just. It's funny you should say that as well, though, because a lot of people say that the the Spawn Ranch sequence in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is is in itself a confined horror film. Um, So when you said Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I was sure you were going to say that. And then you say the final fight, which (laughs) to me, you know, it's horrific, but it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'd say it's more funny than... 
horrific, but I needed yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> I've also yeah. I've just seen a list. Someone's just put the entirety of the return to Oz. Yeah. Not oh, a moment. Just right. the whole film. That film is frightening. <laughs> I will agree with just the yeah. whole fucking film. That film is frightening. It's a madness. Yeah. 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 All all very solid choices there. Yeah. All right. What about bad horror films that have a good horror moment in them? You'll have to there's excuse a, there's me. There's a lot one. of bad horror films. Well, I don't think I've ever opinion. seen a bad horror film. Really? I've seen some trash. I don't, well, I don't really watch horror films. Yeah, if I watch them, it's been, it, it'll be because people have recommended it's been, them. Yeah, true. And people, don't, people aren't going to recommend the bad ones. That's very That's interesting. True. So, oh, Some I've people do that. so many bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's arguably the genre that that puts out the the worst movies, but also some of the best. Yeah, um, it's, it's, well, a, it's an because, they, genre, because it has genre. probably the the strongest fan base of a genre of a specific genre. Yeah, there's a proper group of people that will see every horror film regardless of the quality, mm-hmm. yeah. and often find good things in it just because they want to defend their own life choices. But that's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking shots at any particular people, but. Um, <laughs> I mean, you could you could apply that to several. You like, could, yeah, you could. Just in the you horror community, it seems Star to be Wars more. Yeah, but I think with the horror community, it seems to be more prevalent because they think they're cool for liking them. Um, <laughs> who, who are you talking about here, right? No one. <laughs> okay. okay. No uh, one. Um, so yeah, I think they're. I think that's why, and because they're made so cheaply, they're able just to churn them out. Yeah, I think uh, the first one that springs to mind is, um, and it's not because there's any particular horrific scene in it. But it's just the idea of it as a whole is the new Child's Play film, which I've just recently watched on Netflix after not seeing it in the cinema. Um, and I'm sorry to tell you, Matt, who I'm sure will be listening and did like the film. I, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was absolute dog shit. But um, there is an interesting there is an interesting you thing about it. You didn't like it. <laughs> you went out of the way to insult it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but the interesting thing about it is it's not just a straight up remake it, they, they've done some different spins on it and in this one it is like an AI rather than the soul of a killer in it um, so the AI effectively learns as it goes on so very early on in the film it sits there while these kids are sat around the TV watching a horror film and someone's getting absolutely battered uh, chainsawed up or whatever and Chucky's watching it and watching the kids who are laughing at what's happening and wow. thinking and thinking, oh, okay, this is good. This is this is a good thing what they're watching, right? And what it what it really reminded me of though was the fact that famously in the nineties, yep. the Venables case, the James yep. Alger murder. I was gonna was, say that. Yeah, was was a they they blamed the Was that intentional, kids. do you think? I think it might have been. They blamed that the kids J um yeah. Venables and I can't remember the other kid's name, watched no child's play free before they went out and did the murder so that it's it's speculation no one's ever actually yeah like, they could uh, they, no no it was yeah that's the that's the thing that people blame people blame because everyone they're like a scapegoat don't they yeah. so yeah, that's what yeah and all that. uh, they always scapegoat but it like, but... more than liking a scapegoat people like an explanation that fits their worldview yeah, not not that some people are just fucked. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> well, I think even if it was unintentional, I think that it's very hard to not be influenced by that when you're remaking a yeah. film of that level. Yeah, um, because it was such a horrific and intense story that that took the world by storm. You know what I mean? So 
um yeah i i that, watching that i was like wow that's really fucking interesting um and it's quite scary but the film itself just didn't to me like the rest of the film uh, is chucky being ridiculous yeah and yeah bollocks um <laughs> just yeah 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 that's that's my that's my first thought um i've got one and some people would disagree i the first insidious movie i don't like it i think it's awful um but the daytime jump scare bit is very good. Which bit? It's a bit where they're talking at a table and it cuts back to him oh, and, and the, the red faced guy is like Dora, is just half of him behind him. Yeah. And it shits you up and it's the middle yeah. of the day. There's, just, there's yeah. no music, there's no build up, yeah. which is how jump scares should yeah. happen. There's another it's great, a very moment. good jump scare in a film yeah. that I didn't enjoy that much. There's another great insidious uh, daytime scare. And it actually reminds me of, you know, on like Instagram or whatever, when it says that there'll be like a picture and it says, like when you see it. And then you have yeah. to like really speculate and see what they're seeing, right? And sometimes it's as simple as like an eyeball, like yeah. looking through the, the dark. Exactly, yeah. right? And when you see it, it makes you go like, oh, like that, that's actually like, even though it's a still image, <laughs> it's still kind of like, oh, that's kind of freaky. Um, yeah. There was a moment in Insidious One where he's walking through his house and it's like a pause or you'll miss it kind of thing. But the little boy that eventually uh, haunts him later on in the film is actually stood in the corner of the room as he walks through it. And when you pause the movie or when you watch the movie back and you fucking see it, you're like, oh God, like it's always been there. But like now I've noticed it. Now I'm actually putting my attention on it. It's actually fucking freaky as shit. Yeah, so a bit unfair about this because the first half of the film, I don't mind. It's, I and like the fact that they... they the ending um, goes... Yeah, the ending is rubbish. The ending of Insidious is rubbish. But I think yeah. the, the cool thing they did about that film, which was like a new uh, take on the genre, was they did uh, do the whole corner of your eye thing. So they yeah, put they things in the corner of the screen, which I, I don't really know many films to do before that. Yeah. Putting something in the corner of the screen, but not putting attention on it. So you will see it in the corner if you are looking for it. Um, Let's be honest, in real life, that's the things that scare you the most. Exactly. You can be alone, perfectly fine, happy in your house. Something will happen in peripherals and you will shit yourself. <laughs> and it'll be just, it'll be, it'll be nothing. Yeah. I do yeah. it all the time. Constantly. Yeah. Oh, I can't. <laughs> yeah, it'll just be, it'll be something completely fucking normal. you fucking nearly karate chopping. <laughs> it's going for you. Uh, well, yeah. and Insidious ruined itself by doing it more than once anyway. Insidious uh, it's got worse it, it has worse. got progressively worse, like no doubt. Yeah. The fourth one was a, a train wreck of a movie. Really, really yeah. fucking bad. I gave up after the second one. Uh, yeah. For, for so I, enjoy, I enjoyed enough the first one. I went, okay, they might, if they get the good things from the first one, do it, then the second one might be decent. But they didn't. They just lent straight more into the worst things, which is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any more examples? Of... Bad, it, horror, bad horror films. Good horror moments in bad horror bad films. Horror films. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we've covered well, we we quite a few. Yeah. Of we we've covered quite a few of those. <laughs> we did all right. It's so funny than I thought we'd do. Yeah, I think when I see a bad horror movie, because I, I immediately it. know it's bad, I just am yeah. numb to it. Like, I yeah, mean, nothing. It's very hard for me to get scared by a bad horror movie. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there is other examples. I just can't. Yeah. Put on my head. Yeah. I don't watch enough to know. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. So let's move on then. I guess. You yes. got anything, Sam? I'm. I I put down Scooby Doo. Which one? Number one or number two? Because because it's not a horror film, and that's a bad thing. It's a comedy film. Well, we could have been in the last section then, couldn't we, Sam? 
Yeah. That's, that's the second Sam's one bit behind. Sam's going to bring us stuff from the one before. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the two Ronnie sketch. Well, He's going to well, ask well, the question well, previous. Well, no, actually, no. I'll, I'll defend him here and say that Scooby Doo is a, a comedy horror child hybrid. It is yeah, a, it's a comedy horror for children. So it works. Carry on. What were you going to say? While thinking about the whole films that I've watched, I hardly watched any. But there's one that's stuck in my mind. I've no idea what it's called or what even really happens. To describe it, we might be able to help you out. But there's one point, the horrific point in it, that's stuck in my mind, is that one of the people gets tied up to a lorry. To a lorry. Yeah, and then as the the front bit's going forward and the trailer stays still... Oh, I know. It gets pulled apart. Yeah, pulled apart. Fuck, what's that film called? (laughs) I actually know which thing you're talking about. <laughs> but that's. Do you know anyone who's in it? Do you know? Do you remember the guy who got pulled in half? Could you? No, it might no. have been a female. I don't know. It sounds like a Final Destination kind of thing. <laughs> that's but... it. That's kind of what was in my mind as well. They were but... getting hunted down. Okay. By like they were like some kids going off on a party, and then they pissed off the story driver. That's like the most generic description of a horror film. And <laughs> then kids having a party, they off. someone yeah. off. <laughs> there's a lorry movie. There's Jeepers Creepers. There's Jewel. There's a scene in Final Destination when a guy is um, uh, a modern day sort of neo uh, Ku Klux Klan. He's like trying to put a, a picket uh, cross on fire in someone's lawn, and then yeah. he gets caught to his own truck and gets dragged down the road. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't, no, I don't know. <laughs> Matt, you can tell us in the comment section. Below. I'm sure he'll know exactly. He's probably screaming right now. <laughs> It's truck oh. driver killer five. Yeah. <laughs> the trucking. Trucking. I think it's brilliant the notion that there were four previous films where that version of death by truck wasn't used. Yeah, there's a, there's a truck related death. Yeah, they didn't oh, think it was one yes. way. Oh. Each film. Mm. All right, uh, let's go on. Let's go on to the big hitters then. Best horror moment ever. Big deal, I, that. Shall I yeah. get mine out big of thing. the way? Go on, Sam. Should we do? I, I put looking in the mirror. In what? In, 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 um, just in general. Life, just in any uh, mirror. Just any mirror-based yeah. horror film. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised you said that. So Did that genuinely scare you, the idea of looking in the mirror in horror movies? Looking in the mirror just in general. <laughs> just <laughs> realising that's what you look like. <laughs> Uh, okay. the, mirror, the mirror scene I always think of is the one where his face, he starts to peel his face off. What film's that? Poltergeist. Yeah. That's the, oh, when okay, I think of mirror horror scene, that's the one I think of. It's a good moment. It is a good moment. Yeah. Strong moment. I'd, I'd, I'd put that in. Nothing good happens in a horror film in a mirror. That's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah, not wrong. He's not wrong. Um, speaking of um, Poltergeist, uh, one of my, I, I, I don't want to say it's my favourite horror movie of all time or anything, but uh, in well, terms of actually getting scared by horror movies, which doesn't really happen to me often, uh, when I was younger, the first time I saw The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, directed by Toby Hooper, the same director as Poltergeist, um, there is a particular moment when you first are introduced to Leatherface, and I, I was just, I was fucking terrified. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? And uh, that, that sticks with me. Like, very, very rarely do I, um, do yeah. I have this memorable moment that actually genuinely scared me. In terms of actual, like, 
favourite horror movie, it would have to go for me to either The Shining or The Exorcist, uh, both of which have uh, incredible the basic horror. Bits. Yeah, they're, they're, they're so good. They're so good. Yeah, I probably agree there. That's the thing. So I think good. I think the the, the woman mask in the Shining would be my scariest bit. Which bit? The 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 bath scene. The bath scene, yeah. The bath scene. I think just for atmosphere. Yeah, like it's not particularly like scary. It's just unnerving. To I think insane to, to degree. Me, that's that's the the entirety of the Shining for me. Yeah. I think the Shining isn't so much about the set pieces. It's more the the overall sense of dread and the overall sense that you are declining into absolute fucking madness. Um, and there have been films that have tried to uh, copy that in recent years, i.e. Amateur horror, especially the Ryan Reynolds remake, which uh, shows him descending into madness. And a lot of people who are more like sort of basic cinema goers actually prefer that because they're like, The Shining's boring, but in this movie, it's really fast paced. And I'm like, Right. <laughs> okay. I love that as an impression of gen- gen- general cinema goer. That's the impression. <laughs> um, but obviously, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. The Avatar Horror it does not work in the same way that that um, The Shining works. Um, the Exorcist, however, um, fucking scary. It is. It's, it is. It's scary. fucking scary. It is scary. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know what to say as it, as my favourite set piece or my favourite horrific moment. Well, that's together. exactly what this podcast is, Callum. So you better yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're not just talking about top five movies. No, we? that's a different <laughs> format. Memorable <laughs> scenes, fuck, um, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. What about you, Sam. What have you got for your best horror I movie? Think Sam's already done his, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, did he? Did we start. Yeah. That? I forgot oh, already. The, it was so tracking. Oh, yeah. The track bit. Uh, my <laughs> one that stood out for me, as I mentioned, the Bastion and the Shining was one I had, but also. In the thing, which I fucking love, mm-hmm. uh, there's a specific moment where a guy is giving CPR to another guy, and, and he's, he's crushing it, up. and then he lifts his hands up, and then the entire chest, the man's chest, opens up into teeth. Then he puts his hands back in, and then the mouth closes and chops his arms off. It's brilliant. Fucking horrific. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> also, fantastic. but I think the scariest moment of the thing is the end of the thing. I think is the most like because it's just like well, it's not a good ending. No. The ending's very bleak. The ending yeah, is sure. They're not gonna. They're not alive. Yeah, it's interesting as well. Have you seen the remake? Um, soft, so, no. soft remake. So they did literally. It's the same movie, right? But yeah. what they did was they were, they went right. We're going to turn this into a prequel instead. Uh, but it's the exact same film. But we're going to turn it into yeah. a prequel. So at the very end of the film, it's the same dour, downbeat ending. Yeah. Uh, it just ends with the dog that has running the, off. It comes off. into that one. Oh, it comes fucking into that lazy! One. So isn't it's it? like it's like okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well just have remade it. What? Yeah, yeah. It's it's an odd it's an odd choice for sure. Um, and uh, uh, another example, another great moment. Uh, ben Wheatley's Kill List. Uh, very very independent British film. Uh, completely took me by surprise when I saw it in cinema. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, because the whole film up to the last act plays out as a uh, very ultra-violent hitman movie. And that's how you think it's going to go until the very end. But the end becomes this wicker man fucking just so terrifying. Uh, it was terrifying. It's this ritual sequence of the end. And I remember sitting in the cinema 
just like this is mental <laughs> this is absolutely mental to the point i got home and because it was so independent at the time i was like there there has to be a way i can get in touch with this director um so i found him i found that he had a website and he had an email address and shit and i emailed him i actually sent him buddy noir right and um, i sent him buddy i remember noir this no i do remember this now at the time, it was the only film, that was the most recent film we had, and we were all very proud of it. We so were. I sent Still that are. to him. Still yeah, absolutely. And uh, he replied. He fucking. I woke up the next morning. He'd already replied with this fucking long email. And it was Ben Wheatley, the guy who directed recently uh, Field in England. He directed High Rise. Yeah. He's directed Countless Doctor Who. He's, you know, he's done loads of stuff. He's done, he's done some wicked stuff. Uh, Sightseers, uh, Free Fire. But um, we're not IMDb, Callum. You can see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> He, yeah, he fucking replied. And in the email, he went to say, basically, your film's shit, but it's going to be shit. Uh, keep it up. <laughs> but in a good Which way. Which is solid good, advice. Yeah, it was a good way. Yeah, he was like, you're going to get better and better and better. And uh, we took his advice uh, on board. He said that Ryan was too young to play the character. So when we remade Buddy Noir, there's a scene where he gets ID, but he says, oh, look, I'm older than I look. So, that, so we took his advice on board. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. This is irrelevant. Irrelevant. Completely, completely off track. Drivel. Sorry, Karen. I like to think this is why people come to us so that Callum can boast about all the famous Or the reason they leave, David. <laughs> <laughs> the reason they leave. Ah <laughs> oh, dear. We're clutching on to straws now. We've got Matt left. We're just like, Matt, please. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt. I tell you about the time that Ben Wheatley emailed me. You like Ben Wheatley. You clutched my message one time. Uh, did I ever tell you guys about the time I met Tom Harley? <laughs> yes, you did. And it's recorded. It's definitely on the podcast somewhere. Uh, uh, move on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you didn't mine's... meet him. If we're going to get into the detail, you didn't All meet right. him. In the same room. I met Sam Neill the same day. I actually met Sam Neill, so let's carry on anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. David, um, bring it back. You've got iconic classics like the shower scene in Psycho, which is iconic for a reason. Uh, Everyone's remembered that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to talk about The Invisible Man. That's my favourite horror, but because I've seen, like, five films. Right, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Invisible Man is fantastic, mate. It is a modern classic. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, Yeah. there's a reason. But I think the reason I'd say it's my favourite one is because it's the one that actually scared me the most. Well, like, all the other horror films I've seen, like Midsummer and Us, Quiet Place, I never felt as scared as I did in Invisible Man. And I think it was... There is a very real sense of psychology yep. that I didn't get from any of the others. The others were more physical. Yep. Uh, and I think it doesn't come across. I mean, does anybody care about me spoiling The Invisible Man for you? I've, I've seen it. Seen it. Sam? No? Uh, okay, so there's a moment about halfway through where our main character is on the verge of actually starting to pull herself back together after being terrorized by this guy uh, and she's got she's out she's in a restaurant she's in public she's talking to her friend Callum smiling because he knows where I'm going with this <laughs> her sister, it's her sister. Yeah. is it yeah. yes of yeah. course it is um and they're they're about to be I can't remember exactly what the what the details that they're talking about are but they're getting evidence together to try and prove that her ex-boyfriend or whatever is still alive and terrorizing her 
And it's the moment where things look as if they're about to turn in her favor again. When suddenly this knife jumps up from the table, slashes her sister's throat, and then flies back into her hand. And at that moment, you're just like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, uh, yeah. It's, it's the, the moment the, you go, moment. Uh, okay, like, yeah. this is not going well for her. Like, because it's, it's, I mean, you're, you're shocked. Um, but the real, the real terror starts to settle in when you realize what's going to happen next. Yeah. Because like, there's no other explanation then she committed murder right in the middle of a restaurant and you have no idea how, what the fuck yeah. she's going to do about it. Yeah, not to mention that, it was her own sister and she's obviously distraught and hiding. There's so many in the, layers to yeah. what happens in that short, in that small moment. Um, yeah, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know me, you know I love a good twist. Yeah. Like, every other twist that I really like recontextualizes past stuff. Yeah. This is just a this is just a twist that changes the direction of the film. Yeah. It doesn't recontextualize anything. It's like, oh, fuck, now what? <laughs> I, I, it's, it was nice to be given that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, and also on the topic of Invisible Man, as I was going to say earlier, there yeah. is a sequence um, very, very early on. It's actually the opening scene of the, of the film yeah. where she is stuck in the house and she is trying to escape for the first time, get away from her boyfriend. So and it is like a Hitchcockian uh, tension mm. piece. Uh, it's like, is he going to wake up? Is he going to find her trying to escape? All this kind of stuff. And as it gets more and more tense and the silence becomes more and more fucking encapsulating when you're sat in a, especially when you're sat in a cinema watching yeah. it, the silence is, is, absolutely encapsulating and then all of a sudden she accidentally kicks a dog bowl um yeah. and it makes the loudest noise and you're like oh my god and it made me jump out my skin to be honest yeah. i was like oh and then i was just like oh she's she's done for she's fucked <laughs> but she gets away uh and and then the rest of the movie is just really nice so really nice for her yeah, yeah brilliant cool any other horror moments that people want to talk about don't think so Nah. All right, jumping on, jumping on to action then, which I have a feeling we're going to have a few more things to talk about. Action. <laughs> action films, the best action moments. who can be single stunts. They can be entire sequences. What do we love watching in action? But we'll start with good action moments in bad action films. Okay. Which is going to be tricky. And I think it we is tricky. We've because said good action every... defines a good action movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. We said we say this for every genre that we do. But yeah. we always manage to find things to talk about. So yeah. really like standout action moments from an otherwise awful action film. Yeah. Okay. I put down because people hate this film. Go on. Die another day. Okay. Yeah. I, I, but I couldn't decide between the hovercraft chase at the very start. Uh-huh. Or the uh, the please, ice say, please say the windsurfing scene. <laughs> no, well, no, we're not talking about the greatest action moment of all time here. Uh, <laughs> or the um, the car chase in the ice castle. Honestly, you could populate this entire subsection with. Them. I've got one. I've actually got one. Yeah. Um, um, which one? Which one do you pick, Sam? I'll go with Hovercraft Chase. Oh. I think that's a good choice, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> it ends really cheesy. Hovercraft Chase is better, which means you should choose the car one. 
cars, the car's full of gadgets from like a lot of his previous encounters. It's a real nostalgia trip for the viewer. I don't remember that bit. I don't remember that bit at all. I remember the hovercraft bit though. Oh, the car chip. They like they basically drive on ice. <laughs> like what? What? Yeah. It's, 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 like it might. But somebody looked at the name Iceland and thought, oh, there's probably a lot of ice there. <laughs> so there's yeah. this entire frozen sea or whatever the fuck. Yeah. yeah. He uses oh, the sun. Right. He, he um, gets flipped over on one side and he uses his ejector seat to flip himself the right way up. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, I love it. Uh, I and the, guy, the guy who's chasing him has like loads of gadgets in his car as well, including an automatic Gatling gun that pops out the roof. Oh, it's mental. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> you, should, you should rewatch it. It's it starts off with um, him hopping into his invisible car. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how you know it's bad. From the invisible oh, yeah, cars. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the same technology that uh, the Invisible Man would later use. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the first thing I thought when I saw the Invisible Man. Hold on. The Invisible Man is James Bond. It's like you're wondering why John Cleese's leg isn't going... Uh (laughs) (laughs) B-Roney, B-Roney, what's your one? Um, The opening to X-Men Origins, Wolverine Origins. That's a fairly fair show. As a very him just going through time, stabbing people, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which is never not good. That's like you put that in any film, that'd be a good sequence. Yeah. Just going through time, stabbing people. That, that sequence is so good that that should have been the movie. That should have been, yeah, the just stop it. Just movie. Yeah, it was so good. And then the it's movie more... that follows is terrible. Yeah, that's a really good shout. I think that's on for a winner. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Exactly. I remember sitting there going, "Oh, this actually might be good. We might have a good X Men movie." It's been it'd been a while at that point. It'd been I don't know we'd had was it the next was it the next one after Last Stand? I think it was. Yeah. yeah okay. So was. so we had Last Stand and went, "Oh no." And we thought, "Okay, no, hang on. They might have no. They haven't." Yeah. Haven't. <laughs> yeah. We then waited. We then waited four years and got First Class and, and the big sigh of relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it went down. And then it went down again. And up a little bit and then down again. (laughs) Speaking of last stand, I don't know if this can be called an action scene or not. I guess it is. It's a it's a bridge happening on screen. The fucking bridge bit. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Which stage future parts just ripped off, didn't it? Let's be honest. Oh yeah, it did, yeah. The stadium bit is just it's just the same scene. Yeah. Past was was a good structured movie, but ultimately I don't think it's as as memorable as that one scene in Last Stand. It's um, but first class is is uh, first class, absolute fantastic, absolute, absolute first class, yeah. and the yeah. submarine bit in first class as well. Submarine bit is, I feel like, is it's very much. <laughs> it is, no, it's very different. It's different. Very yeah. fucking good moment. Um, I, I I can't think of a, a film or a particular scene uh, at this current juncture, but I've got <laughs> I've got two filmmakers in mind that I feel like I could pick any film from and then pick a scene from one of those. Okay. Um, DJ Caruso's um, career so DJ far. Caruso. DJ Caruso. Uh, his That's film, his name. film career has spanned uh, starting with Disturbia and then Eagle Eye and then I'm Number Four and then X Triple X Three. So okay, I've seen two of his films. I yeah. thought I'd never heard of it, and I've seen two of his films. Yeah. Um, I am Number Four. I remember seeing the cinema going, "Yeah, this is very much a DJ Caruso movie. It's not very good." But a lot of the action is actually very strong and very well crafted and actually quite exciting. Uh, 
I just can't remember any of it. So, <laughs> so and the other and the other filmmaker um, who was used to be called the king of car chases was Michael Bay. Um, however, uh, his most recent uh, monstrosity um, starts with a car chase, which is the worst car chase in the world. Which actually yeah. might it's uh, it's absolutely <laughs> shocking. But in earlier films such as uh, The Rock or um, The Island, or even the first Transformers. I think the first Transformers will be the film I go with it. Um, there is yeah. actually some solid, solid car chases and action sequences, uh, yeah. which, which get progressively more uh, hard to understand and hard to read and progressively stupider as the film franchise goes on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I think I'll give it to Transformers 1. There's some simple, shot, interesting, decent, well-crafted... The moment where all the Autobots arrive is really good that's quite, yeah. it's quite uplifting and powerful yeah. um yeah. Yeah. not really yeah again the first half of, yeah. of transformers is enjoyable yeah and then it peters off yeah i mean the, I, i'd say there were some choice decisions in the first half mostly revolving there are but but, but, they, yeah. but you can excuse them it's sort of yeah. okay yeah. we get it but then it just goes off yeah. there's, a, there's a moment in the first half of the film where they're discussing the backstory of sam witwicky's great-grandfather or something yeah and he's like chipping away at the ice where the ship is stuck in the ice. And someone goes, how's it going? And someone else goes, the ice is freezing faster than it's melting. And I was like, that's the worst line of dialogue I've ever heard. Yeah, and it's not possible. <laughs> the ice is freezing faster than it's melting. That means, there's, that means the temperature is going like up and down and it's not, what, it's not possible. What he should have said was, the ice is freezing. Yeah, the, the, the it's too free. cold. That's what it's, it's too, too cold fucking to cold. Yeah, it's, it's not melting. Melt the ice. That's what you should have said. Yeah, it's not it's melting. Not melting. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. David, what's your choice? Uh, I have uh, so any pun said by Arnold Schwarzenegger in the film Batman and Robin. <laughs> as, um, Speaking of ice, <laughs> not really action scenes, but I wanted what to put that out there. <laughs> yep. Oh, the hockey scene's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, the hockey scene's fantastic. No, no, the hockey scene. Which leads into oh, the yeah. rocket taking off. <laughs> which leads into the rocket taking off, and then they go up into space together, and then yep. they drive out, and and Robin's and fucking surfs down uh, through space back to yep. Earth, hits a jet, which which you know slows him down a little bit. Absolutely you know, you know I'd say that entire scene rivals the entire film of The Dark Knight. I was, <laughs> anyway, I think. Uh, and yeah. paid for by a bank, a, black, a Batman credit card. Yeah, the entire uh, thing. Yeah. I think I feel like they're very similar films in general. Um, yeah, oh, very in much many so. ways. Yeah. In many ways, yeah. yeah. He's just got just an icy man who doesn't give a shit. He just wants to watch the world freeze. Yeah, exactly. And um, and also, obviously, Batman and Robin is directed by the, the great Joel Schumacher, whereas Joel Dark Knight is directed by this fucking punk Chris. Called, uh, Chris. Chris. Some yeah, posh Chris, British guy. Chris, Chris Nolan or something. Some <laughs> fucking middle class, uh, well-spoken, high hairline wank. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you know you know, this guy wants to reopen the box office after a yeah. crime. Uh, arrogant, isn't it? It's arrogant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's How he dare he try and keep us in the Who thinks he could do it? Who knows? Yeah, well, I, I guess what we'll I'll seems he could out. just do it. I mean, come on, where's the track record? Where's the track record? <laughs> Um, I mean, Sam. Sam sort of opened the floodgates for me. I could talk about every single James Bond film. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, the, a <laughs> lot of them are an example. Numerous of, of those are terrible yeah. um, and have really good moments. The one I will mention is the Man with the Golden Gun, 
which yeah. has a fantastic uh, stunt, possibly one of the best stunts. There's a, a corkscrew jump. Oh yeah, um, yes, yeah. Where the, the, for, for because James has been distracted by a Southern American cop in his car. By Southern American, I mean USA South, not South yeah. the continent, like Texas probably or some. He's got a, he's got he's got a drawl in it's fucking yeah. annoying. Pan-generic one of the worst accent. characters. I don't know why they brought him back for this film, but still, um, they he finds himself on the wrong side of a river. Uh, but fortunately, there's a bridge that they can cross that's sort of been cut down in the middle. But he reckons if he can speed it off fast enough, he can spin the car in the yeah, air. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I've seen in this. the air lands and lands on the other side. They did that for real. They got an actual man to do that, and it looks brilliant. So why on earth would you put a slide whistle noise over it in the final cut of the film? <laughs> because <laughs> seriously. Because like it's, a, a, it's a British film, that's why, David. That's mental. We that's love a slide they, whistle. About that time they drop a handyman guy down a um, a volcano, or whatever it was. Is this a in bomb? in one of them? He picks up um, one of the villains. He's in a helicopter. He picks up one of the villains. He's in a wheelchair. And they, they fly off. It's not a volcano. Some, I don't know. It's <laughs> a power plant exhaust thing, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a very out. large chimney. Yeah. And that's uh, that's Bofeld. The film is for your eyes only. It. And it bears no relevance <laughs> on the rest of the plot at all. <laughs> um, are we still on bad movies with great action scenes? Yes, we are. Right. Yeah, okay. both of those films I've, are fairly bad. Yeah. I mean, I've, got, I've got one more then. Um which also is a, a chase of some sort, which is um, uh, The Born Legacy, which oh. is a terrible, terrible movie. Don't remember any of that um, film. And it has a really fantastic final motorbike chase sequence, yeah. which, um, which is so good that the second the bike chase ends, they end the film. Compl- like, they just it's end like, the film. We, the can't, second, we can't get any better. Let's the stop. second it ends, it's mad. <laughs> the fucking Moby music starts playing the second that motorbike chase finishes. Whoa. And I was like, okay, fair enough. I, I'll give them that because the film before this has been terrible. So I'm happy that it ends right here, right now. Yeah, so don't ruin it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Fantastic. Um, I thought I had others, but apparently, no, they've all gone from my head now. It's all right. I mean, they'll come back to me as we talk about others. Right, best... Go, as, you, as you go to sleep tonight, David, just go... <laughs> like... Ring you all up at two in the morning. Yeah. Like, you need to re-record, guys. <laughs> um, so, well, best action moments in a non-action film. Which is weird, because if it's got an action moment, usually yeah. it's an action film. Yeah. For a change, mm. I'll start for a change. Uh, I've gone with the aerial dogfight in Wallace and Gromit, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> which is a fantastic yeah, the end bit. bit of action. Yeah, it is. Um, they, uh, basically, uh, Gromit needs to get up to his pal Were-Rabbit Wallace. Uh, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. <laughs> spoiler alert for Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Well, they faked you out in the middle because you all thought they it was did. Touch, but Oh, well, you're so convinced. Oh, I tell you, as a... 12 year old child, I was my mind blown. Fucking twist. But yeah, there they, they grab a couple of uh, aeroplane fairground rides and yeah. pull out pull out the child stop blocks from underneath their accelerators. Which isn't that. how children's rides work. 
Children no, worried aren't just you know what? In the moment, actual planes in the moment, stop people saw it and you were like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Wallace, you know, Gromit's clever enough to know whether yeah. that's the case. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. Like, you're so engrossed in the scene that you don't really think about that it. That is true, it's true. Uh, so and then they back chase and go. each other around the round the grounds. Round the ramparts. One of my it's my one of my favourite moments from one of my favourite films. There you go. Yeah. Sorted. Speaking of which, excited. my favourite must be the, the, the plane escape at the end of Chicken Run. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty really good as well. That's also a very fair shout. I can give you that. My favourite moment in that is when a chicken is holding up a whole woman in the air. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> for okay, a, for a like a, a, a long coach. period. <laughs> like she sat with her head like disappeared for a good like 10 seconds. And yeah. suddenly she goes, she's holding it casually, like, yeah. here we go. And Bye. even when she shows it, she's still just yeah. like this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is... Uh, that is a good sequence. Yeah, fantastic. It's very enjoyable, very... Uh, it, it makes you go like, oh, fuck. Like, this is... This she's is like... This is like wrong. Chickens. Yeah. Chickens are fucked. Like, the other thing with these two scenes is the painstaking effort they must have gone through. Oh yeah! To oh, it's it. so oh. far beyond the time. It's it mad. just it elevates any scene in a stop motion for me. I'm just like, it, oh, the, se- the think- sequel is being made, isn't it? I've heard tell. Yeah, they, I really they, want the, they the opening of the around. sequel is them coming around from a, the just a crash, and they're in like a much larger American chicken farm. <laughs> <laughs> so it literally opens up with them coming round. Just wreckage, because yeah, I mean, they can't that, land that fucking thing. That would belie the ending of Chicken Run, unfortunately. Yeah, we'd have to cut yeah. the ending short, but uh, yeah. it's fine. The films yeah. have done that. I mean, it, the ending of it, uh, I believe yeah. it's them zooming out on this beautiful path. They're all on grass. The continuation yeah. would have to be the continuation of that zoom out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. where it's just loads of wreckage around them, and there's just a massive chicken thing. Not just that. Now free range, but they're fucking yeah. not. <laughs> they're still trapped. <laughs> All right, it, be- it becomes a real um, exploration of the the, the yeah. term freedom. Exactly, really yeah. free. <laughs> it becomes like the prisoner. Yeah, that's right. The giant white orb bouncing around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's the giant chicken egg bouncing up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've done it. Pitch it to Adam because we fucking done it. We've got the sequel unlocked. What about the rest of you? What's your um, favourite action moment action from moment in a action film? Non-action film. Do you know, because action is like the one genre that you can literally put with any other genre. Like you can have yeah. horror action, comedy action. Like you can literally put it with... Because all you've got to take it to be defined as an action film is someone gets punched. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard yeah, to... All the ones right. I can think of. Oh, okay, I've got one. Um, either of the fight scenes from Anchorman. Yes. Because <laughs> they're yes. both fucking great. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The first that. one is a better the first one's a better action scene. Yeah. The second one the second one's just cameos. Second one just goes, let's just get as many laughs as we can out of the ridiculous cameos. Yeah. Whereas the first one is like like he's got a trident, doesn't know where he gets the trident from, and he genuinely fucking impales someone on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> like so yeah, I think I'd go for Anchorman one specifically. But both yeah. are good. That's good. That's a good show. Mm, mm. I like that because um, action scenes can still be played for comedy. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Does, Hello. Does Blade Runner twenty forty nine count? Sorry, I wouldn't say so. No, I'd say that's a uh, a, a full on sci fi. 
Yeah. Than so, yeah. yeah, so I'm going to put that and okay. that forward. So there's some That's fantastic fine. action moments in that yeah. Um, yeah, when, uh, when he lands at the scrapyard and there's a drone just flying in the sky, just destroying everyone. Yeah. It's uh, great. And also, that's the first, as soon as David said, greatest cinematic moments, that film just popped into my head. So I had to chuck Good it man. Yeah, what? Good fucking man. That's a good movie. <laughs> what? What's that? Blade Runner 2049. Ah, okay. Because yeah. he, he likes Blades. I mean, yeah, we all. He yeah, won he some Blades. Yeah. He oh, loves Oscar Pistorius. Pistorius. <laughs> he absolutely idolises Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, there's some real action in that story. Yeah. <laughs> the convicted murderer, Oscar yeah. Pistorius. <laughs> He's a Blade Runner, is he not? He is. Ah, uh, um, speaking of, of uh, Blade, uh, Blade Runner 2049, Oscar Pistorius 2049, um, could, would we consider, uh, I don't know if you would, would you consider Interstellar to be an action movie? No. Mm, no, not really. It's a sci-fi movie. Then in which case, um, I, I give the, the best cinematic action moment in a non-action film to Interstellar. Um, the, the sequence that starts with Matt Damon... Uh, trying to kill Matthew McConaughey yeah. up until them reconnecting with the, uh, with the uh, ship, the, uh, yeah. I've forgotten the fucking name, the in, endurance. In, endurance. Thank you. Um, yeah. That whole moment absolutely had me sweating in the cinema. Yeah. It was mud. Yeah. It's not even like high action. It's just every, like there's so much peril in the atmosphere on the planet that every move, like every punch, has impact because you're like, oh fuck, is this the one that's going to crack his helmet and things yeah. like that? And oh. You're like, oh, fuck. So good. <laughs> like, so good. like it's, it, you know, there's no, there's not much for choreography or like explosions or anything, but everything has meaning and you feel it a lot more because of that. Yeah, it's uh, including the bit when uh, he he is headbutting Matthew McConaughey's visor. And he says, look, if you keep doing this, there's a 50-50 chance you're going to break your own helmet. And he goes, that's the best odds I've had in years. Like, every moment, yeah. as you say, it's like, yeah, yeah that, that drive, that character, rightly so, has got better odds doing that than he has had for years. So I yeah. remember when I first watched that film and Matt Damon's revealed, I'm like, is that Matt Damon? Yeah, Matt, Damon. Matt Damon was in this. Yeah. Matt Damon's like, in this? Oh, he must be really important if it's Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, don't get Matt, they don't get Matt Damon in for a bit part, do they? Yeah. yeah. No, he knew it was either going to go very um, well or very badly once Matt Damon got involved. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's yeah. or or, or uh, unsane or uh, the new Jay and Silent Bob, which his cameo is completely wasted in. Uh, oh, yeah, but... but in in Interstellar, when you rewatch Interstellar, you're like, oh, their attempt to hide his face in the in the sequences at the beginning when they refer refer to Doctor. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's a bit corny, actually. But yeah. the first time you see it, you're like, oh, that's a genuine surprise. Right, Christopher Nolan, corny. <laughs> no, never. This isn't Callum. <laughs> to me, to me, it's still probably my favourite of his films. Yeah. Love Good it. callback. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, you got any? What category are we on? Uh, non action <laughs> I really Any did. More apart from Anchorman or. Oh, I know nothing else. Like, no? The jumps to mind. I could sit here, but. Nah. All right, what about 
Do we go through bad action films yet? Yeah, we did. All right, yeah. best action moment of all time. Ooh. Now we can talk. I've got a, I've got a, got a fucking <laughs> list here, man. <laughs> Sam, Sam, we'll hear from you first. Well, um, uh, race for you. <laughs> the Bollywood movie. Yeah. Uh, uh, what a fucking start. What a start. Uh, uh, just... Describe Just. the particular scene in Race Three, because I, mean, I believe a lot of our uh, a lot of our listeners slash viewers won't know what that is. So. No. If you haven't oh. seen it, see bug just dive on me and go watch the trailer. It is the best thing I've seen in my life. The, just the trailer. The film's great as well. Um, there's a great bit where they jump off a skyscraper and they come rushing down. And it is the worst green screen I've ever seen. I thought it was India, film. not Russia. What? I'm <laughs> And he lands, like, I'm pretty sure it's the bit where he just lands straight through uh, a glass ceiling very casually. And then there's a whole fight scene. And there's points where it's the same shot repeated from different angles in a row, in slow motion, and it's just the oh, like the Mission Impossible two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that, that is a very Bollywood sensibility that, that uh, Asian filmmakers uh, do utilize, yeah. do use. Uh, so you will see that in a lot of them, uh, it, like uh, Asian-made films. Mm. Absolutely. Sam, what was your pick for best action moment in a bad action film? Yeah, I feel like you wasted it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I. I, I love this film. It's just great. Oh, it's enjoy it. You can time. still love it if it's a bad film. No one's going to judge you for loving oh, a bad film. That's why it's Zoom got... exists. That's why Die Another Day exists. That's it's why got... Batman oh, Robert exists. It's, it's a race, a race again and stuff like that. And it's it's great. It's about family. Um, it's just amazing. He's, there's one point where he's holding a rocket launcher very casually. Oh, it's, it's, oh. <laughs> right. it's oh, I can see the love in Sam's eyes. I'm going to stop picking. Yeah, yeah, fair. Callum, have you got a pick? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it uh, Here we go. Yeah, absolutely. From the absolutely. vague descriptions of Sam to the overly detailed <laughs> um, analysis from Callum. Whether it be, it would definitely be a Mission Impossible. Whether it be the uh, the Rogue Nation sequence in which they are fighting during an opera, um, which is a dialogueless sequence, uh, and it's absolutely just you, the story is being told so well through yeah. no dialogue, just action. When my, you're talking about a scene that's just action, thing, the fa- my favorite thing about that opera sequence in Rogue Nation was how much it reminded me of a similar sequence in Quantum of Solace. <laughs> and how much and, it was. And, um, <laughs> and Eagle Eye. And there was a film I watched the other day. Uh, I think it might have been Simpsons, actually. Um, and there's a sequence in Godfather 3 as well. All of them are at the opera and they're waiting for a note to be hit so they can fire their gun without anyone knowing. It's a very yeah. old hat like uh, thing, but Mission Impossible 5 has done it the best. Yeah. Uh, by a country mile but i think ultimately it would have to be uh fallout uh yeah. i the action in fallout is just fucking unbelievable beginning to end absolutely balls to the wall fantastic and um probably uh the sequence either when they're running through london or when they're driving through paris one of those two 
take your pick. Um, and then my other honourable mention would be uh, the entirety of the raid, as I would I see that as as one sequence, as one long continuous, one act. long basic, yeah. Like, yeah, and That's all of it excites the hell out of me. Yeah, cool. Um, I I've got a soft spot for the Halo jump in yeah, Fallout. Good. As, I mean, I think, I think my soft spot mostly stems from seeing it in IMAX. Yeah, yeah the first time I saw it, it in IMAX, it fucking blew there's my a shot where it, There's a shot where he's walking up to the edge of it just to look out over it. And you can you, you yeah, see the, the screen like, start. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. The, yeah. the better shot of that is the shot of the cameraman recording the behind the scenes of it, <laughs> where the cameraman is recording the cameraman. So there's a cameraman yeah. behind the that's screen right. just recording, all, and that's even more amazing. Yeah, <laughs> that is good. Um, I think I, I think I, I loved it the first time I saw it. But absolutely amazing. I think what uh, has ruined it for me slightly on rewatches is the the lightning storm CGI clouds. Um, yeah. First of all, I was like, "That's mind blowing. That's fantastic." Especially with the the redness of the of the aircraft and the blueness of the storm, it looked very striking. However, I think. A, a more um, intense, similar sequence is in Ghost Protocol when the camera comes out of the Burj Khalifa in Dubai oh. and, and very really similarly leans over like that. that. Oh, mate, it was I really amazing. really wish I had seen that film in it IMAX, was amazing. Man. The, the, um, <laughs> the, other, the other sequence um, that I saw in IMAX that blew me away was the um, plane heist at the beginning of Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Which was fucking unbelievable. That was so, the early release thing as well, wasn't it? That was the. I actually went to see Ghost Protocol in IMAX in London specifically to see the prologue of The Dark Knight Rises six <laughs> yeah. months before it came out. Um, and uh, oh man, yeah, absolutely incredible. Uh, everything I just said, I think, all contenders for the best action scene of all time in my mind. Yep, uh, yeah. I've got written down the assault on Helm's Deep in what? Lord of the Rings: Two Towers. I now have nothing to say. Discuss it. Discuss it. No, it's fine. No, go on. Talk about it. Well, I've now got no idea to bring to the table because you've all taken them from me. Well, you know, (laughs) I mean, I think it shows that we're all fairly in agreement when it comes to this particular genre. Ryan, Ryan, please talk about Helm's Deep. You can do it far more justice than I can. (laughs) From the moment the rain starts, it's fucking awesome. So Thayden's there, he says, so it begins, and it, he doesn't he's not lying, it fucking begins. And it begins and it's it's an action sequence that's like, I mean, it must be what, about twenty it'll be between twenty and thirty minutes, probably. Maybe a bit longer. Almost. Yeah, I mean if you cut out all the bits with the tree ants in between them, then the tree ants. Ants. Tree ants. Tree ants. <laughs> what is this lion king? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, if yeah, if you yeah, if you just, but that bit's quite fun as well. You know, I've just remembered um, what tree ants are, and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> um, yeah, so you've, I mean, now see, now I've piped up meaning about to talk about it. I can't now think of anything to say about it. <laughs> just go watch it. <laughs> yeah, because it's just because it's yeah. like they're 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 literally backs against the wall, and that they're they're like they can't go anywhere else. They're stuck in mm. this stronghold. Surrounded by far outnumbered, it's like you know, it's your classic heroes battle kind of thing. They're surrounded by this new type of thing, enemy they've never fought before, and they think they're safe. And then they fucking blow up the wall with newfangled technology. Yeah. Um, 
And then you've got the whole cavalry, literally the cavalry moment when Gandalf turns up first light on the third day. They look to the east and there he fucking is. Um, that bit gets me, wells me up every time I see it. When you see him and then fucking more horses just appear. Um, and it's also got like comedic moments, which is nice. It's got the sort of Gimli Legolas of it all. It's always a little... <laughs> yeah, that's a fucking brilliant moment. And in the end bit where they're like, they're properly trapped. They're literally the few of them left in a room. And then they just fuck it. Let's just fucking go for it. Let's just ride out. Let's just fucking take it to them. Mm. Oh, I, just, I like it. Yeah, man. I think yeah. the, the scene at the end of Return of the King is bigger and grander, but yeah. I, think, I like the, the insular nature of the Helm's Deep that is smaller. Yeah. I think when you when you see the behind the scenes as well of, of Helm's Deep and you see how they made it and how fucking yeah. painstaking a process it was, um, it's it's the cinematic. It was it was a level of cinema that I don't think had ever been made before. Yeah. It, it was very revolutionary to the point that yeah, the the Return of the King is is incredible. And um, the final battle scene is incredibly, absolutely amazing. But I think Helm's Deep has has something about it that was so impressive yeah. that I was like, okay, yeah, I don't think anything's going to impress me as much, even if it's broader, even if it's grander, because this yeah. was so fucking impressive. Yeah. The thing that makes Helm's Deep stand out to me, like quite a significant amount beyond the other sort of battles, is the fact that Helm's Deep it's got tactics to it. Yeah, both yeah. sides have got very specific strategies that they employ, and they have to adapt those strategies. And you can see that happening in real time. Yeah. So I think as as soon as somebody spots an orc carrying a giant bomb, it's like Legolas take that guy down, yeah. and he can't yeah, get there yeah. in time. And you like you see these individual moments in there. Yeah. And it, uh, it allows for small characters to have their little action bits, but you can see what effect that has on the overall battle. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's just nice to see those sorts of things. I think one of my favourite bits is when all the ladders start coming up, and you're like, yeah. "Oh fuck, they've oh, got ladders!" Shit, they got ladders. Oh, what we didn't think about ladders. Do... Oh, Why shit. the fuck did we take <laughs> yeah. out ladders? Yeah, yeah. No, I think you're absolutely right. Ladders. I mean, that's that's yeah. classic. That's, yeah. yeah, that's a classic military thing. Yeah. Path like you see it in Game of Thrones as well. And also, you think that like, oh, they're orcs. They don't know ladders. Yeah. yeah, they don't have the ingenuity for ladders, and they yeah, but been. you know who does have the ingenuity for ladders? Orokai. Ah, so it's different. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think like... I think very similarly uh, as you said about the the characters, how they all have their own personalities, which which affects um, the the overall outcome. I think similarly uh, we saw that again in Avengers Endgame. Um, yeah. And, and all the fucking Marvel movies, because even just down to the way each character moves, I think if you compare it to something like Justice League, where like every character, regardless of power, is just throwing a punch. Yeah. Like that's just what they do. Whereas each yeah. person utilizes their own their power. Specialty. Yeah. Their, their, yeah. And I think, yeah, it's just, it just adds so much texture and so much like realness. Mm. And, and I feel like uh, Helm's Deep has a very similar thing. Yeah. And so there is also a case for Endgame, but um, I think Helm's Deep twenty years before uh, yeah. did it did it just as just as well, yeah. just as I'd say Helm's Deep probably does. I mean, if you were talking Avengers, I would probably say that the airport fight in Civil War, yeah, is a better action. Would probably scene. be a better action scene. I don't. Yeah. I mean, Endgame is just big, 
Yes, and, uh, there's, so much, there's so much going on. That, the spectacle yeah. of it all. But I think yeah. I think I I never felt like there was any peril so much in Civil War as I did in. No, NBA. because you knew that ultimately these these people have still yeah. got films to make. None of them are going to die. The only bit was when when Roddy falls yeah. down and the first yeah, thing that's like, oh, it, the, the, the when he hits the ground you're like oh yeah. okay Fuck. that's mad no one caught um, him that's not meant to happen but in terms of like casualties or or yeah. peril that's the, that's the biggest thing that happens which is cool because it's intimate yeah um however yeah i, don't, I didn't feel quite as uh, intensely like oh fucking come on as i did in Endgame. See, i was more scared about <laughs> characters dying in infinity war than i was in endgame yeah, yeah, because we knew the end game is going to end well. Because <laughs> otherwise, we can't. Can yeah. Like Infinity War, you could have, like anything could have happened. Yeah, but like the and fight between, <laughs> like the, there's a, it's like maybe one or two minutes, but the fight between Doctor Strange and Thanos is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like using Mystic Heart Arts again, yeah. and then cool. Iron Man comes in for a second round and gets stabbed, and you're like, oh fuck, he's gone. Oh, shit, oh, shit, <laughs> they killed Iron Man. Oh fuck. <laughs> This is a film where he could actually die. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's good. Yeah. Well, I yeah. thought of another moment. Go on, on son. Is it a Bollywood movie? <laughs> no. But it is, is it music related. Huh? Is it race music. two? <laughs> race two. No, it's Baby Driver. Oh, yeah, true. Some great, yeah. great Just because the action scenes and that, the way Edgar Wright synced the action to the music is just on another level. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, like watching that kind of ruined other action films and they try and put music in because you're like, yeah, it fits, but it doesn't yeah. fit perfectly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just the the start, the opening scene. Um, which I think they uploaded to YouTube for people to they watch. Did, yeah. Um, that is like I I remember watching that thinking, oh yeah. Oh, this is yeah. this could be good. I thought okay, that's maybe for another one. Uh, the end of Kill Bill One. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy Eighty Eight. The Crazy Eighty Eight. That is a that is very good. The whole sequence is very good. Yeah, both both utilize music very well. They do. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, another great utilization of music would be uh, the the church massacre in Kingsman. That's um, done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what's What's the <laughs> other bit in Baby Driver? What's the song called? Um, Focus, uh, Focus, Focus, Focus by Focus. Yeah. 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 Um, that bit is that bit's great as well. I'm not the biggest fan of Baby Driver, but those two sequences I think are both fantastic. As well as the the opening uh, sequence where he's walking to the coffee shop and yeah. back, uh, which isn't an action scene, but I'll give it a shout out anyway because it's fucking well timed. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of the the, the, the end of Hot Fuzz, got a shout for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because yeah. of its absurdity. Yeah. It's so over the top. When you yeah. actually look at it, you're like, nah, the, nothing's actually going on. But, yeah, <laughs> they're just, but they're just firing get... guns and there's yeah. very little. No one gets shot. <laughs> yeah, no one gets killed. Yeah, no, yeah. really, no. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. Until the very end, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah no. Even the blood, even like the blood in it is like he shoots like something else, doesn't he? Paddy Constantine, like someone shoots like something in the supermarket. And sprays red. It's all right, Andy. Something. It's, just it's not blood. It's like yeah. what a tomato it's, juice it's, or some shit like that. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I fucking love. Yeah. 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 Right. Is that is that it? I, I think we've done all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Star Wars. Yeah. I know the end of. Yep. Maybe one. That's a fucking fantastic. 
I, I, emotionally I, I, charged. I say the emotionally charged is yeah. more impressive than the action itself. Yeah, I think the action goes on uh, as, yeah. as, as well. Coming oh, right? it does go yeah, on. I mean, if we're talking action, I think Yoda versus Count Dooku's got a, <laughs> got a chance. <laughs> well, no, in, in all seriousness, the best lightsaber fight is the end of Phantom Menace. Sure, the fates. Yeah. When I was that a kid. Is, even now, like, I still think fight. it's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. Yeah. It's just yeah. uh, a lot of people just hate Darth Maul and they hate that movie so much. No, that's that the best they, bit uh, of that film, though. That I agree. Almost, almost rescues the film, almost. I oh, yeah. no, it doesn't go anywhere near rescuing the film for me. <laughs> it's a great it's action almost. scene. It's the only reason uh, I've watched I'll that. be honest, it's the music <laughs> that makes that one for me, if we're talking about yeah. great music. The music yeah. helps. Yeah. But also, just the actual, like, it's the first time, like, they... Because the first time since the original four that they like lightsaber fights like actually look like they were fighting each other because mm. in the old ones it was a bit slow and a bit oh because of the, you know the limitations they had yeah technology and such yeah the time like, fuck, yeah, the time, like, fuck it's mental. Like, gonna... but Darth Vader essentially just walks very slowly and does this yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's not as threatening yeah, yeah it's um, not quite as good as when he suddenly appears in Rogue One so yeah yeah, yeah I mean he's like well, hang on he oh, never did this why don't you do this for the rest like literally the other films yeah. take off just after this he never does it again what yeah. happened yeah. he's always hipping or something he's like nah I'm fucked I've done yeah. it I've slipped a disc I can't do anything for the next roughly five years depending on how much he was, he was recharging his special ability yeah, <laughs> yeah. another another great action scene in the terrible movie I know we've gone way, way past that now um, is the opening scene and the warehouse fight scene of Batman versus Superman which are both okay really fantastic action sequences in a terrible, terrible yeah. film with oh, terrible, yeah. terrible action. But the warehouse fight scene is so fucking exciting. Me and my brother yeah. saw it in IMAX and we were like, this film is so bad and so boring. And then that bit happened and we were both looking at each other like, oh, shit! But otherwise, terrible. And oh, yeah, the opening like, scene wow. when Superman is destroying uh, Metropolis yeah. and Bruce Wayne happens to be on the ground and is witnessing it all happening is actually very exciting. Made better by Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL's Every, soundtrack. Everything's made better by Hans Zimmer. That's true enough. Let's be honest. That's true enough. Mm. Name a film that Hans Zimmer has. I'm, ju- I'm trying to work out if Mission Impossible 2 is made better by having Hans Zimmer or not. Probably a little bit. Not 100%. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, also, also, come on, Limp Biscuit. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Fred Durst doing his, doing his thing. Films. That's the summary of this. Oh. Film. Oh, yeah. They're anyway, good, aren't they? Sometimes. Anyway. Sometimes they're not. That wraps it up, I would cool. think. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even mention John Wick. That's fast. Well don't it. then, I'll cut it before you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like when I think about it, the action in that doesn't it doesn't outweigh any of the ones that we've said. Um, no. I think where well, as soon as Callum mentioned the whole of the raid, I was like, mm, yeah, okay, yeah, like brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it slightly tops John Wick in, in terms yeah. of action. Yeah. Um, yeah, John Wick's got it, it's cooler than the raid. Yeah, but yeah. I think that's what that that actually makes the raid better because it's brutal and you're like, oh fuck, that must have hurt. Whereas with John Wick, it's just like, oh, he's a cool dude. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. I think. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. that. Um, but yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for action. Um, I'm quite enjoying this series. I mean, we should come up with a couple of other genres yeah. that we can do at another point. Yeah, different ways Love to it. narrow it down. Really? Um, it. So we'll have that ready for you at some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, next week is going to be the uh, May wrap-up. 
Will it? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. It's going quick, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a very short away from the world. No, we've got some stuff to talk about. We've got, we've got one very big thing to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, which we'll talk about. Uh, it's a I big plane. How big a plane? Who knows? Mm. Mm. Venom 2? Yes, that's that's the big news. <laughs> yeah, that's the... Yeah. <laughs> There will be carnage. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's actually thinking about. I don't know what. I, I, I do. I know. Let oh. me say. Let me say it again. A big plane. How big a plane? No, you haven't seen this. Yeah. Haven't seen this trailer. I know it. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about <laughs> it. <later. laughs> okay, I now know what you're talking about. It is one of the things I already wanted to talk about. So that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about lots of things. Um, so we'll see you for that one in the meantime thank you very much guys wonderful Uh, we'll see see you soon we'll have more cinematic moments and we'll all be there probably hopefully bye for now thank you for listening to this episode of whatever we've been doing here at Rap Party HQ we'd like to thank Sam Sargent for supplying the score to hear the full tracks and more music of the same ilk, feel free to head to soundcloud.com forward slash Sam Sargent and tell him Rap Party sent you, preferably not at gunpoint. While on the internet, it'd help us out if you liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter and kept an eye out for further episodes. Thanks once again for listening and that's a wrap.